Welcome in to another edition of the Tapping the Keg podcast, episode, episode 484. Charlie here with you. Mitch on the other side of the Zoom, snowy Milwaukee, the first snow of the year. We're talking the only, the little too late Packers. We're talking the regular season bucks not mattering anymore, and that bums us out. And then we'll talk about trying to understand college basketball scheduling. Um, for the casual fan, um, obviously, those who are watching college are into it, but I feel like they're missing it out with the college teams or people who are the casual fans. Rough start. Mitch, what's up? How you doing? I'm doing well. Well fed, ready to rock and roll. There you go. Um, yeah, coming off the uh, Lambeau Field appearance, you and I both and yep. I didn't sit together, but uh, we both were in attendance, and I guess we got to keep going more often. Yeah, um, yeah. I, had, I, I don't. I don't know if. And me and my dad were talking about this um, Monday morning after you know before I left, and you know it's like him and I see eye to eye on this. Like it's fun and all, but he goes, he goes. I wouldn't want to be going back Thursday. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. kind of you know it's once in a while, once a year uh, is good. Once every ten years for me. And you know, yeah, I gotta uh, get you gotta get you out a little bit more. But yeah, I I said something similar on the pod yesterday because I had some buddies who were like, Oh, you're a good luck charm, you need to keep going. And I was like, Here are the conditions. Like it has to be free. Probably sweet access would be nice since it's gonna be even colder um yeah. on Thursday. Um, so like there would have to be a lot of conditions, like not driving home yeah. that night because of the Milwaukee crowd, like yeah, limo, be, limo to and from would yeah, help. Yeah, uh, there you go. Work working working in Green Bay, something like that. I mean, all that shit would, would be neat necessary. So, anyways, yeah, I, I could do it all the time, but yeah, it's nice to get out there. Um, I'm glad you know, you don't have to sing the national anthem. I was really fired up on Friday. I felt really good about the Packers chances. You were shitting on them which is okay like we we can have different opinions i tried to make a national anthem bet um was shot down by our third conciliary and uh yeah so you didn't have to sing the national anthem so i guess be thankful for that um, yeah chances are i wasn't good anyway but. yeah i know you would welch out of that bet so hard um <laughs> i i know you would um, well i mean i would i would do it and i think you'd be impressed how good i can sing so it I really would. I bet you have a good voice. Do you ever so with Garden Home, which you guys got a show coming up? What the twenty eighth here of November? Yeah, so in like two weeks from or like a week and a half, basically. There whatever. you go. Go see the two boys from Monday. Go see the boys at X Ray Arcade. Um, do you sing at all on any of the tracks, or is it just kind of like uh, just vocals? Like, no, there's. I don't really do any featured singing. I mean, over okay. the years, I have done some. Yeah, just backups. I one of our newer songs. I do like live. I'll do like the there's a like a background, like a backing vocal part okay. that um, our vocalist does on the recording. But obviously, he can't do both, so I do that. Uh, but it's just a real short, small part in one song. Yeah. So, no, absolutely. Uh, and I think so... like the the first song we ever wrote back in the day, under like as our old band, technically, um, I. I did like a similar thing so but other than that no well, not really yeah well hey that's more than i can do i'm I'm about as tone deaf as it gets like me singing the national anthem should sometime i'll get a national anthem bet um yeah it's bad it's real bad it's not well, good I'm about one thing you'll deaf. know one thing you'll know about 
you know, singing and unless you're trying out for American Idol, I mean, you don't have to be a great singer. I mean, no. you know, I mean, if you're, if you're playing in front of a hundred people, I mean, it's not, it's not that big of a deal, you know? Oh yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. No, no doubt about it. And yeah, it's singing's singing's all right. Um, not not my for, forte, but yes, we should waste no more time because we're limited on time today. Got a lot going on. You know, I we were watching uh, my in laws' dog. Both dogs are downstairs right now. It's you know we got a lot happening. You know, God's throwing me a lot of curveballs this week with the short Packers week, and we had a lot of news today, so which is helpful for the podcast with. The release of Amari Rogers, Kylan Hill also released, and it kind of just is the theme, it seems like, of the season, Mitch, where it's just a little too late, right? Maybe not releasing Amari Rogers, right? Maybe just demoting him, putting him on the practice squad, and they still could. I don't think they can they not bring him back to the practice squad, technically, if he gets unclaimed off waivers. You would probably know better on that stuff than I would. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Would they? Know would he... they? I mean, would they want him back? I don't would know. Would he want to come back? Probably not. I mean, I think there is a level of embarrassment, right? Um, well, and I would think there'd be a market. I, yeah, I think there'd be a market for the guy. Yeah. Um, now we're we're past the trade deadline, unfortunately. Right. Um, but I guess that was my thought. Was well, I wonder if they could trade him? Now, obviously, right. they can't. But so I, I would imagine somebody will scoop him up and, you know, maybe it's for his sake. You hope it goes better. You know, there's a change of scenery and but yeah, uh, it's just unfortunate. It, but it probably was probably had to be done at this point. Yeah, it was it had reached the end. And, you know, Randall Cobbs, you know, has like been a mentor to him and Cobb kind of put it great and was like, it's a results-based business. Like I love the kid. Like he's a great guy, but it's, you got to produce, you got, yeah. you know, if you want to be here, you got to produce. And that's very true. And it's kind of just, but again, back to the the open, like they just, it seems like out all year, it's been just a couple seconds slow on all mm-hmm. this stuff. You know, another example is Rudy Ford, right? Rudy Ford was fantastic. And the game against Dallas, I thought Rudy Ford won the Packers the game. If it's not for Rudy Ford, Packers are probably not beating the Dallas Cowboys. And Rudy Ford probably should have been starting as the safety, I don't know, the Washington game, New York, maybe, the Jets, that is, not the Giants. Like, it, I think we all kind of looked at Darnell Savage and was like, yeah, he's cooked. Either it's his confidence, either he just can't play the position anymore, whatever it may be. Like, they had to try something new. And you had Joe Barry being like, oh, I don't have a safety. Um, and I can't I can't put Savage as a slot. And then he does it basically two weeks later, which is incredible. And it and it kind of worked. Yeah. Um yeah, it's well, that's the Packer way. I mean, it's uh well, it right. seems to always be reactionary. No, and and I think you know, you're really looking at the Packers kind of need to change what they've been doing, right? Brian Gunacoust really didn't change anything that Ted Thompson did. And we talked last week about how, you know, Ted was around for the first part of Brian's tenure, but t- Brian really hasn't formed his own sort of mantra, I guess. Right. And Andy Herman, I didn't listen. I don't listen to a lot of Packers kind of, it's no disrespect to Andy, but he had kind of came out with the statement of the draft and develop era is dead in, in football, which I, I can see merits for and against. Right. But, I think this reactionary, you know, of what the Packers have been doing 
isn't fucking working. And they have to figure that out. And so whether that's LaFleur or that's Gunakus, whether that even starts with Mark Murphy, they have to be a little more proactive. And I understand. Like, I get the idea of there's a fine line, right? You don't want to overreact. But also, it seems like you're a second too late on so many fucking things where it's like, when when can you figure that out, right? So I that's, that's sort of where I'm at with it. And I, I just wonder if that's like the theme of the year. And I, I think that every season has a theme, um, whether it's the Bucs, whether it's the Packers, the Brewers, they always have themes to the season. And I just wonder if this is the one for the Packers, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean they've they kind of have rested on their laurels a little bit. I think. Oh yeah, um, too much this year, and you saw it on Sunday where, you know, finally they had a, had a great game plan, and stuck to it, and you know for all four quarters, even when they got down, you know, um, kept running the ball, kept running the ball, and picked their spots. Rogers only threw twenty passes, which I don't, you know, I mean, when's the last time he only threw twenty passes? Never. Yeah, uh, uh, it's the last time since 2010 against the uh, Detroit Lions. So, wow. so, so it's been uh, so there you go. Years. I mean, it's it's he's kind of he's entering the Drew Brees territory. Like yeah. I've been, like I've kind of, and we've all, and everybody's now everybody's you know taking their victory lap this week. But it's like you know it just was so obvious that you need to run the ball and take your shots and. I, one thing that was nice about – there's a lot of things that aren't nice about going to the game, but because you don't – like, I never saw the Lafleur and uh, the Ro- Rodgers blowing up on Lafleur till like, the next morning. Yeah. Um, cause you, you, but when you're there, you can see downfield, and it was like – you know, you can you could, you could can see the plays develop a lot better than on TV. TV, they follow the ball too much, and it's way yeah. too much of the quarterback in the pocket. And, you know, you don't really see the receiver until – um they catch the ball, but you can kind of see stuff develop. And it was just like, man, they're, you know, it seemed like guys were, were, were more open than normal. And Rogers was, was, was playing well uh, in his, uh, in the limited, you know, role, so to speak, which, you know, again, had that been, I don't know, maybe Rod Rogers refused to embrace it. Maybe after throwing some uncharacteristically bad interceptions in Detroit that really made him, him, him see the light re-exam- or yeah re-examine and just be like i can't keep doing the same shit and yeah you and know it's maybe not that, like it's not that he was like horrible against it right. i think i think i think it was a little bit um over over hyped i guess a little bit that you know with the interceptions uncharacteristic red zone interceptions and stuff um you know i think overall like when you watch rogers i don't think there's a ton of you know, he's 10% worse than he was, you know, last year, maybe, or, you know, he's not, you know, anywhere near the MVP conversation, unlike Justin Fields, apparently. Um, oh my God. Dan Orlowski, <laughs> get the fuck out of here, bud. Like, I, I, and I know it's like a Bears thing, but it's like, come on. Like, yeah. there well, it's again, that's, that, that, that's spicy, like, spicy takes uh, are us on, on ESPN there. Yeah. Um, they can't help so, themselves. So, right. He's so anyway, Rogers is not in the MVP conversation. I think it's fair to say he's a little bit worse than he probably has been the last couple of years. You know, he probably can't quite move as well as he could five years ago. But like, I feel like when you watch him, it's like, man, it's, it's, it's kind of right there. But again, as, as you said, I mean, in the NFL, it's, it's, you know, 
you need to get some breaks. They finally got a couple breaks against the Cowboys and you know, they, they took advantage. And yeah. And, and I also think like Packers just have not been healthy at the receiver or the offensive line position all season. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, they still even yeah. weren't yesterday or, yeah, on, on Sunday, you still were missing Romeo Dobbs. You still were missing Randall Cobb, but you had your offensive line for the first time for an entire game. Right. They did not come out. Elton Jenkins still a little rough in pass pro. Like he has a ways to go from, and I think that's just, Hey, I tore my ACL last year and it's going to take some time to kind of get back the speed that is lost with that. I think we yeah. all forget this. This is a common theme, no matter the guy, just always forgotten. Adrian Peterson spoiled all of our brains. Like when Adrian Peterson did what he did after an ACL tear, I think we all just assume that's what everybody would do. And it's just yeah, that we, that we assume that that's where we were in modern medicine. Like, yeah, like exactly. You could, you could blow out your knee and be back like nine months later, like it never yeah. happened. Yeah, and fucking, like, and like, fucking absurd. Just, that just shows you like how much of a physical freak a- AP was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can't even like make a steroids or HGH joke because he's just an absolute superhuman. Like, he is right. just isn't real. Like, he has kind of that Bo Jackson like. Deion Sanders, like, I know Deion's a little smaller, but in the same sense of just, like, pure fucking athlete and yeah. and everything like that. But – Oh, Jackson. But back to – but back to just what what we kind of were discussing. It's like, yeah, they haven't had a full deck, and that's kind of that little too late. It's like Christian Watson, man, this would have been great two weeks against Buffalo. And I do wonder if this was the game plan against Buffalo – that they were planning to do. And Watson goes out right away with that concussion and that threw him off entirely. Cause if you remember after that game, Rogers had said in the post game, like, yeah, we had a lot of stuff or we might've been LaFleur. doesn't matter, but we had a lot of stuff drawn up for Watson and that, that we expected like a big day from him and he just couldn't stay on the field. And it was cool to read from uh, Matt Schneidman, how Watson was really tough on himself, like really kind of getting down on him and, Rogers kind of noticed and, you know, Rogers Jones and Mercedes Lewis have all sort of taken Watson under their wing. And like that, that's awesome. Like, I love that shit. And I, that kind of goes against a lot of people are like, Oh, Aaron Rodgers has lost the locker room. I don't know. I don't know if you're losing the locker room. If you notice a rookie receiver is kind of down in his luck and you're picking them back up, that kind of spits in the face of it. Yeah. That's, that's a rare, uh, you know, side of leadership from Rogers there, in my opinion. But, um, I'm curious to see what happens with Christian Watson going forward. I mean, right. I think we talked, you know, we've talked earlier in the season and when he, you know, basically from the time he got drafted to, you know, early in the season, like it's going to take him a while. And, you know, here we are, it's what week 11 uh, heading into week 11. And, yep. you know, he hasn't played a ton. It seems like until this past week, he couldn't really stay on the field, you know, coming out with little stuff and concussion tents and uh, concussion protocol and whatever, and, you know, little hamstring here and stuff like that. And I mean, just curious to see if this was a one game aberration or if this was, if this is like a true, you know, coming out party where totally. Oh, and and like, it just gave the Packers like that, dynamic they had really been missing i mean especially because like lazard's not a deep threat randall cobb hasn't really played so he doesn't really count he's not a deep threat anyway 
No, I mean, no yeah, one. Who, who Watson, else would it be? Dobbs? But, like, he's in the same boat basically as Watson. Right. I think so, like, Dobbs and Watson are the only – not to interrupt, but, like, Dobbs and Watson are probably the only two guys on that that roster from a receiver perspective that would have scored on that Lazard slam. Like, I knew Lazard wasn't yeah. going to score on that. Oh, no. I was like, oh. He's just – he's just – unfortunately, he's not, like, as athletically gifted as, no. you know, most, I would say – there was some guy number one receivers. There was some guy behind me who was just whining the entire second half when the Packers were trailing and was like, Oh, Lazard cuts the other way. That's a touchdown. I'm like, fuck off, dude. Like, no one, no one isn't. Mm. Like, it's like he was just well, one of those. He he kept an interesting group because he had this Cowboys fan that was just screaming about first downs, and it was really annoying. First, first uh drive. Then I was like, all right, you know, whatever. It is what it is. He could be a fan too. I'm I'm okay. Like I'm not gonna be a hard O about it. And then the Packers score, and we're kind of looking for this guy, me and this other dude who had a mullet. Um, and <laughs> we're kind of just looking for him just to kind of trip him back a little bit, just all in good fun, nothing serious. And he's not there. And the mullet guy asked him, like, where is he at? And they're like, Oh yeah, I went to the bathroom and he's like, Is that your like husband? No, oh no, it's my friend, or something like that. I don't even know how it went out, went down. But he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. That guy sucks. And, like, I was like, holy shit. Like, I would not have went that far. Like, it's like he's being really fucking annoying. And he was with a Cowboys fan, so maybe he felt like he had a little more carte blanche to to be running his mouth. But it seemed like the Cowboys fan also, because I was, like, standing right next to him, was pretty annoyed by the whole thing as well. So I feel like if you're annoying your own fan base, probably probably a good idea to take it down a couple octaves. Yeah. Well, that's one great thing when you go to Lambeau is – it's Pinhead City. Oh my so, god! It's, I mean, it's the gathering. I, I, I feel like it's it's a lot of. I hate saying it, but small town folks. Yeah. That um, you know, they have grandpa's the, tickets. It's, it's it's the one sport they care about, where you know it's the only sport they follow. They probably like nobody knew who Rudy Ford was, and what? I, no, not nobody around me. No, everybody. Shit. I heard a couple of people say it was Adrian Amos with those interceptions, and I'm like, no, no, that was Rudy Ford. Like I, I saw, I'm like, who the fuck is 20? And I was like, is that Rudy Ford? And I don't know if I think my my dad had binoculars, and like he looked at, it, he said, yeah, Ford or something. And I'm like, yeah, Rudy Ford. Wow, crazy. And then he made like a great tackle on like the next drive, and then I got another pick like on the drive after that, and it was like, wow. But yeah, nobody knew who Rudy Ford was. Um, God, that's incredible. That's incredible. Um, that just. That blows my mind. I mean, I feel like Rudy's played a really good special teams all year, but yeah. And I'll, I guess I'll say this quickly about the Titans and then we'll, we'll, we can push on to, to other things is like, you got to win this one. Like, I know it sounds weird, but it's like, you can't, now you, you can't go one step forward, two steps back. And Tennessee's some motherfuckers. They played well against them the last time. I think Tennessee's a slightly fugazi a little bit. They played the 28th. Uh, hardest schedule in football so far, according to DVOA. So they've played nobody. And there's just a lot of like uh, Ben Solak, who I like, called their defense San Francisco light. I was like, whoa, like, I don't know about that, man. Uh, but we'll have to see. And it's not, I'm not trying to take the Titans for granted. I'm just saying like, it's, it's a really good measuring stick to see like, okay, is this just a one game mirage or do we have something here? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that I I don't necessarily have a changed opinion on the Packers overall. Okay, I mean they were going to win again, 
Yes. Um, I don't. I don't think they were going to go three and fourteen. Right. Do you but, think? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I'll say, but I mean, they're they're going to win at some point, and yes. I, I'm really nervous about the Titans game. I was before the Cowboys game. I mean, just again, like I said last week, it's going to be a short week, often a you know an emotional game. I think Rogers had some extra juice against McCarthy. Uh, he looked. He looked. You know, he played about as good as he has all year. We'll see if that continues. Um, you know, and again, we'll see what happens with Christian Watson if he can build off of it. You know. Um, I don't know, but and it the seems run, like these the run thirsty. defense scares me a little bit. Oh, yeah. And yeah. and uh, you know Dallas without Zeke, granted, you know the everybody you know everybody wants to pat themselves on the back <laughs> for the for the Tony Pollard takes. I I get kind of like, you know how like it's the Tony Pollard thing is like every time that name comes up, all these Colin Cowards of the world and stuff are like, well, you know Tony Pollard, who's actually the better running like. Bro, people have been saying that for two fucking years now. Like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, you're, you're, you're not oh, breaking any news. That's actually a good. Might have to bank that for the holiday season of like the obvious takes. We we could come up with a. We could do a whole segment on that. Like there are local ones, there are national ones, like the Tony Pollard one. I'm trying to think of another another good one that that kind of you know I I can't think of a player off the top of my head, but it's similar to like a guy who's a six man on a basketball team, and it's like, well, you know, he. Plays more like a starter. Um, yeah. It's like, no, yeah, we know. Like we like Tyler Hero. I mean, yeah, there was a, oh, it's a good one. This is not. It's kind of not exactly what you're saying, but somebody was like, why doesn't like Tua get the same credit that Pat? Why, why does Tua get knocked for having Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill when we didn't knock Patrick Mahomes for the same same type of offensive weapons? And some guy replied, "We have eyes." Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's okay to say that, like. Dude's not that good, and he's but you know, credit to the coaching staff for Tua. Yeah. I mean, for sure, yeah, like for sure, that's 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 such a such a big part of sports. Yeah, you know, no co- coaches coaches coaching properly. So if the Packers do win on Thursday, are will your mind change, or does it kind of have depend on how they win, what happens, that sort of thing? Is it all game dependent on if you're if you're starting to turn the corner? Yeah, I mean, I I think a win is a win. Um, here, it probably would change my mind. Some, I think. Okay. If they were, if they would get back to five and six, you know, then you're then you're, then you're set right. up yeah. nicely because, um, you know, again, I was I think last week I said I don't think they're going to win the rest of the month, and <laughs> then you're then that, that that's two wins and yep. that's two. Yeah, shooter. I mean, it's it's a huge game, and then you're you know again you're five and six got the extra game to play with. You know, you you know, maybe you get rolling, and and you have stick, ten, just, and you have ten stick days to the plan, to, Chubs. Ten ten days to get ready for Philadelphia and that run style, and Philly Philly looked beatable last night, and yeah, I, it's unfortunate the Packers lost to Washington. That could be the game that is the almost right, the little too late. It's like if you just beat Washington, like you're really set up right now. Even if you fucked up against Detroit, right? Even if Detroit is still the embarrassing shit show that it was if you beat washington you could go and be like all right right now they would be five and five right is that correct yeah five and five and they would have the tiebreaker over washington who now is five and five five and five and look like a completely different football team with taylor heineke and oh by the way chase young's probably coming back this week right yeah Washington and, and their defense is already good yeah is that 
so uh, Washington, I know the vibes are pretty good. Oh Washington man. Yeah. Their owners problem. Well, maybe, maybe not sell selling, but at least the, uh, it's out there for the fans to, to enjoy for a while. Yeah. Um, and, and like, I might be freed from the torture. It might be a coincidence, might not be, but I had a really good workout after listening to Terry McLaurin this morning. And that also made me want to choke on my own spit because Terry McLaurin was drafted a pick after Jay Sternberger and the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. I mean, we'd, we'd have a fucking Super Bowl, Mitch. Like, it's another third probably, round pick, right? Uh, yeah, it is, Mitch. Um, I have to do, I want to do a big third, third round, like deep dive investigation because what I ifs? think, oh, totally, not necessarily what ifs, but just how bad it's been. Like, is it really as bad as we think it is? Um, because like they didn't, they didn't draft James Jones in the third round, which I didn't know James Jones. Did you know this, that James Jones was a farm guy for a little bit? Before Rodgers, like we drafted James Jones in 2007. That sounds right. Yeah. And he had, I mean, he had a good year. He had a good rookie year, like 500 yards. Cause I almost did a segment yesterday about like, is this like 2006 all over again? Cause that 2016 won eight games. People thought Favre was going to retire. It was really emotional. That ended up getting flexed to primetime for the last game of the year, even though it was a meaningless Packers Bears game. Favre's emotional after, then that fucker comes back, and they go 13-3 and three and nearly get to the Super Bowl. And, you know, is this is this just a repeat? And that was what I was wondering. But that team actually sucked. Like, they were 4-8, and eight, and then they rattled off four straight wins. And I was just thinking about the storylines in my head. Like, if the Packers were 4-8 and eight and went 8-8, eight and eight and Favre played the entire time, so in this, this example, Rodgers, and they didn't play the backup, people would go fucking berserk. Still could yeah. happen. Still could happen, right? But yeah. I, I do think that, yeah, if, if they were to lose to Tennessee and Philadelphia, there would be some sort of thumb injury, and we'd see Jordan Love the rest of the way. I really hope that's the case. But that, hopefully we don't talk about that. Hopefully that is not part of our conversation. Um, speaking of injuries, though, transition right us into the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, it's been a frustrating about a week and a half, about 10 days here. Uh, you haven't had Giannis for most of it, except for Monday night. Drew's been out since last Monday uh, with an ankle injury. Uh, Grayson Allen's probably not going to play on Wednesday. He's doubtful um, per the injury report against Cleveland. Uh, Drew's questionable. I should should have noted that. I don't know the status of Wes Matthews. Uh, but Bucks are walking wounded. And now we have to kind of scale back on the regular season, at least for a little while. And it just fucking sucks. And I'm annoyed by it. Um, I'm sure you are too. And I'll, I'll let you go here, but it's like, how do you kind of assess the bucks going forward? Or do you just, do you just have to just say it, even though it's not really house money, it's kind of just, it is what it is at this point. Well, I'm, I'm glad they pulled out some of those wins the first yeah. 10 games of the year, because, point. you know, I mean, who knows They if they don't win like the first Atlanta game, uh, right. Or was it a was it a Detroit game, right? Where they the first Detroit game they almost lost. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, that was a, yeah, 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 correct. So say say those. I mean, then you're eight and five right now, and which a lot of teams would take. Uh, I probably would too, this early in the year. But you know, there would be some more uncertainty, I suppose, just right. because like we still don't know. You know, when Middleton's coming back, I kind of thought that. Maybe, you know, this Cleveland game would have been somewhat of a goal. Um, 
but I guess uh guess that ain't happening as far as I know. Oh, I mean, I oh. just I feel like I feel like I don't hear any updates on these injuries ever. Right. Uh, he practiced yeah, I mean Pat Content more than Middleton. Like you heard Chris Middleton um you know practice last week with the herd. That was kind of it, right? So was it was yeah. that just a one-time thing? Has he been practicing? Like what what is sort of what's sort of going on at this point with Chris Middleton? And it's so hard to know, like, are they still actually like really actually hurt or are they, you know, are they just being overly cautious, which is probably the case. Um, because again, there's no, there's no reason. I mean, I get, I get frustrated, you know, I was, it's kind of hard to get, get excited for the game when like Drew's out, Giannis is out. Like you got to start Jordan Wara and Marjan Bochamp, bless his heart. I mean, you know, he's not going to take over a game. He's not, not at that point. Um, no, not yet. He's just, you know, he's just, just not as much fun to watch as, as an all NBA two-time MVP with all due respect. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's hard to get super, super excited and overly, you know, read too much into it, but it's like, man, you know, at some point it, it, you know, would be nice to have everybody, but in two weeks, I won't even remember the game, you know, I mean, or <laughs> I, I won't, you know, I won't be too pissed about it. It's just kind of like, you know, when you, when you punt a game against the Spurs, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, kind of, uh, you know, frustrating because you'd like to win those games and, you know, you gotta, you gotta stack wins in the easy ones, but it's also like, I'd rather not punt against, um, I don't know, Philly or Boston, one of those teams, you know, you, I mean, you'd, you'd, even, like, you'd like to have everybody for those games. I mean, even that San Antonio loss. Yeah. I know. I understand double overtime. I get it. Last game of a road trip, but like San Antonio has been terrible. The last lately. Yeah. You, lately. you know, they, they get wiped by golden state. They have one of the worst net ratings of the last, like, you know, 10 games. It's they're not playing good basketball. So get beat by 18 is a little alarming. Right. And yeah, I agree. Don't well, they just, they just can't make a fucking shot right now either. Like, it's, no, yeah, they're, they're cold. It's, it's all, it's all kind of going sideways for them. And it's a way too stagnant of an offense. They're running a lot of clogged toilet with Giannis where Giannis is being the beneficiary. It doesn't help too, that Bobby's taking a lot more uncharacteristic out of rhythm shots kind of trying. And I don't know, do you think that's Bobby trying to do too much? That's Bobby sort of feeling himself like, Hey, mayor of Milwaukee type shit. Or do you feel like that's something else I'm not, not a, uh, attributing it to? Uh, it's probably him trying to make up for some of the lack of offense, you know, right. um, you know, somebody has got to shoot and I don't know, you know, probably all the above, you know I mean? He's, he's, yeah. he's taken, you know, I don't know. Is, is he have, a, I guess I haven't really noticed a ton of, there's a, know, I, I, there's been a little, uh, there's been a little Bucks Twitter smoke about Bobby and his, uh, his shot selection. Um, has has Bucks Twitter hasn't necessarily been thrilled with, uh, with the way Bobby's been shooting the basketball of late. Well, you can't please everybody. No, that's everybody, true. Every, people want to be miserable, but right? um, I, I think that's been a been a focus of Bobby's over the last couple of years is getting his shot off despite you know tight. Um, coverage or tight closeouts. I mean, that's been a, been a point of emphasis for him. So I think he's, there's a reason he always takes some of those seemingly contested threes, um, you know, but he's been, been pretty good at it. So 
Yeah, I mean, oh, Bobby's Bobby's 16 and 42 in the last three games. Um, it, it's not pretty, but again, who else is shooting basketball? I think that's the I think that's the general question, right? And yeah, if you want more balance, then more guys gotta gotta put up shots. More guys gotta find their open, you know, have confidence in themselves, believe that they can, you know, make buckets. And I'm not saying anyone's scared out there, but I'm just saying it's it's tough, right? And it's there it's going to be sort of a strap in and hope for the best. If you can steal a couple of these games here, like it'd be great just to win one this week. Uh, with all the injuries, if and I, it's also different if Drew plays tomorrow. Like if Drew plays tomorrow, I expect the Bucks to beat Cleveland, right? Like I, I want them to beat Cleveland. They should beat Cleveland. If Drew doesn't play, then I, I have to reset expectations a little bit, and then it's like, all right, maybe it's easier with Philly, just given how good uh, Lopez has been against Embiid, and they don't have James Harden to bail them out like they did the last time. Uh, so yeah. I, I could. Like just get you know just get one here and then next week you know you, you got another tough week and that's I think that's the worry and that's where you're talking about stacking wins. My only worry is, and I don't think this is more overreactionary, but is like Boston keeps playing good basketball, right? Boston's I think eleven and three. They actually have a better record than the Bucks now. It's like, are you a can you keep pace with Boston? And and I know Boston will have a bad stretch here or there at some point. But you you kind of still need to keep that pace. Like it, you can not say you could lose the one seed in November, but certainly could make it a lot harder on yourself if if you have a bad stretch and Boston continues to play good basketball. Well, and Jason Tatum's played every game. I mean, right. so oh, and looks like an MVP, like looks like an MVP candidate. I'm not ready to even have that MVP conversation, but he's he's definitely looked apart for sure. Sure, and, and my point is, you know, you're. They, yeah. What 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 type of injuries have they dealt with? Robert Williams. I mean, okay, I know that. No, like, no, but yeah, they, Robert. But they they prepared for that, right? They went into the season knowing Robert Williams was playing, so they you know they had had that they they had that sort yeah. of baked into their their strategy what they were doing from an offensive you know perspective. Yeah, but for the most part, I mean, Brown and Tatum have played every game, and you know Marcus Smart's been been there. And everybody else has, has been playing. And, you know, I don't love saying it, but their bench is probably a little better than ours with Brogdon and all that. I mean, they're rolling out. They get to roll out Malcolm Brogdon for the time being. And, um, you know, we're rolling out fucking Wes Matthews. So, I mean, right. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think it's just going to be one of those things where hopefully, hopefully that kind of right-sizes itself. Hopefully – it sort of figures itself out and and Cleveland Cle- Cleveland hasn't played well too no, you know, I, I think no, your defense has slipped a little yeah it, it Cleveland kind of came back down to earth a little bit where it's like okay like it's it, it was nice it was a fun story they had a couple big games against Boston but that was kind of it's kind of it right and and now we'll kind of see we'll get a little good idea uh, Donovan Mitchell obviously good Darius Garland they're, you know, they have, they have talent, they have the size with Giannis, but I think if I would, I guess what I would like in this game is just, can you do something a little bit different than what you did against Atlanta the last two games and what with facing a similar, a similar competition, right? Uh, with two yeah. big guys and how, how do you adjust to that? And I, I kind of hope that Giannis does more. I think a guy like Mobley and Allen are actually 
better matchups for Giannis. They're a little thinner. They're a little more on that John Collins side of things than sort of the big tank like Okonwu and Capella. So I actually, I actually like this matchup a little bit better for Giannis than I do the Atlanta one. Um, Is that spicy? I think you're being optimistic, um, as you do. Yeah, I, I I mean I, I guess let's put it this way I I don't I don't want to ever doubt Giannis, but if he would have to be significantly stronger than both of those guys, and I guess I'm not not convinced he's like head and shoulders uh, stronger than those guys. Um, yeah. So Giannis only played twice against Cleveland last year. He had 26 points, 10 boards, two and a half assists. He made let's see here. He was eight of 16 from the field got to the line about nine times. Now, he actually was much better against Atlanta last year, um, which is interesting. Um, 32 points against Atlanta, so maybe maybe there is something to that. Less, I mean, 16 shots is not a not a big number um, for two games. So, maybe you maybe you are right. Maybe I was maybe a little ahead of my skis. Yeah, you're talking Atlanta or Cleveland? I was just comparing the two from last year. Oh, those the uh, his numbers against those two teams last year. Right. Yeah. Those okay. so for the people at home, so Cleveland Well, Cleveland, that was also probably before they figured out a Kongwu can can kind of make it tough for Giannis. Right. So yeah, be careful with that. Yeah, it's I don't know. I like the, the, the offense was gross on, on Monday. I mean it was oh, yeah. yeah. It was it was a really bad game. <laughs> I mean yeah. really bad game. Like I I'm not worried, but man, that is that is, you know, you got to make a fucking shot. Like, come on. And, yeah. And, you know. and I don't know how much, how much longer speaking of the the theme of the little too late, I don't know how much longer you can put Jordan Nora out there. Like he's been terrible. He's been the worst player offensively and defensively by all metrics uh, for yeah. the Bucks. It's like, how much longer do we have to kind of go with this charade? I understand a lot of guys are hurt, but you're yeah, telling they, me they, they, it's, it's necessity, I mean, but you're telling me there isn't a G league guy that, that couldn't be available that you couldn't find or at least see what you have, like a little sniff test, be like, what do we have here at wing? That isn't Jordan Nora. Alex, is that a Kumbo? Yeah. Oh, fuck it. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I did see somebody, I did see somebody say like for the minutes Jordan Nora plays would Thanasis be more effective in those 15 minutes. Oh, I don't know about that. I, I look, I, I, I would agree that it's, different. it's a different position. First of all, but right. second of all, yeah, it's it's probably it's an overreaction for sure. But yeah, I think I I just don't understand any any more Nora minutes. I realize it has the guys need breaks, things like that. Bud doesn't want to play his guys, you know, forty minutes. But at the same time, it's it's kind of like Jordan Nora has has ran out, kind of ran himself out of town, and will not wow. surprise me if you uh, are fucking done with Jordan Nora. Huh? Yeah, I kind of am. I, I kind of I'm off that island. I've I've sailed away. I never really was on it. But I, I'm not, I'm not gonna plant any flags anytime soon. Yeah, I, I just, I just, I, I can't wait for everyone to come back. I, I am, it's, it's it, that, that's the most annoying part. Is like totally, absolutely. Just, just can we? I'd like to see a game so I can form all my narratives and opinions after one game with, with the full, the full squad. Right. Um, and, and then, I mean, it may, you know, it may never happen, honestly. Well, and that's and see, that's the one thing, and and that's the one thing that you, worries you a little bit is maybe like, maybe we're the maybe we're the Denver Nuggets of this year, where it's just, I, I hope it's I hope just, to God not, yeah, honest really and the Globetrotters, and, yeah, and they go I, to like a six seed. 
I really don't want that to be the theme of this season. Like, but you do worry about that when you start out the year injured. It, it's not to say other guys can't get hurt when other guys come back, you know, and that's that's a little bit, a little bit troublesome. And mm-hmm. so hopefully, hopefully they get back to full strength soon enough. Hopefully Christmas Day, we're after the Packers have beat the Dolphins. They are setting up a showdown with the Minnesota Vikings in Lambeau the following week. Uh, it's Buck Celtics full strength, body on body. You know who who has bigger nuts? I think that would be that'd be the dream. Well, I mean, yeah, Christmas Day is Christmas Day is a little bit like Memorial Day in baseball, where it's like, um, you've had two months, and now Christmas Day is kind of when you have enough data and you kind of start to. I don't know if you just say start your season, but you know, I don't know the push toward the second half because you're going to probably have 30 games in around yep. Christmas, isn't it? Roughly something like that. Yeah. You know, you're you're almost to the mathematical midway point, and it's uh, it's when it's when I don't want to say playoff races form, but yeah, it's the beginning stages, and it's it's kind of a it's a huge huge day in the NBA schedule. And on and, top and, and on top of you, that, you know, the league wants everybody full health. Well, right. Totally. And on top of that, they don't really have the NFL to go up against. It's going to be Broncos Rams is that game when the Bucks and Celtics are playing. <laughs> I mean, you have to be the pinnest of pinheads to be watching Broncos Rams over Bucks Celtics. Yeah. Like, I, I know there'll be an people. Argument I, know, I know, I know, I'm pretty sure the choir. I know there'll be people. Like I, I did also wonder, which would be a nightmare for us Packer Bucks fans. I did wonder if the NFL would sneak in and be like, "Hey, can we flex Packers Dolphins to like the three o'clock slot and just make the Broncos and Rams play at noon? Fuck them, and just forget <laughs> that this game even even exists." Kind of like, kind of like the Knicks uh, Christmas Day game usually. Like that that right. next Christmas Day game, none of us give a fuck about. No one cares. We're still open it's, presents. It's a You're nice having... little. It's a nice little opener. I think like the eleven a.m. Knicks game, yeah, Christmas Day because I do think that, you know, it's the mecca and it and it should be, um, it should be a Christmas Day game in New, oh, York, totally. New York City. Um, but it's please just make it that opening game, and the Knicks have done nothing to warrant anything on that. So, um, yeah, I don't think I, have to worry about it. I bet the last time the Knicks played like a legitimate non eleven a.m. game was probably the Jordan like Jordan years, right? And probably I'm sure they had a Madison Square Garden game with Jordan Christmas Day, um, and oh, you for know, sure. But, but that's that's the last time. I don't think we're we're anywhere close to that unless unless the Knicks suddenly get hot in the years to come and become a team. They'll they're gonna make a trade at some point. I just don't know for who and what they'll do. Um, I, I doesn't that seem like maybe an Anthony Davis location? Yeah, for sure. Knicks have a bunch of picks, right? Like they don't really have a big guy. You tr- you put Julius Randle in the trade. Um, well, Mitchell you know, Robinson maybe would yeah. fit with Davis, I guess. Yeah, Mitchell Robinson probably better. I, I, I think it would be a very Knicks move to give up. Yes, significant draft capital 100%. to get to take Anthony Davis. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. Yes, that would be that'd be right up the alley. That would just you know you just keep playing the heads. You know, it's like it's like you're you're somewhat Raiders. I wouldn't say it's your Raiders losing the the Jeff Saturday led Colts. Yeah, pretty on brand, wasn't it? Especially uh, for this, this year, hundred percent. Anyways, 
Uh, let's wrap up. Talk a little college hoops. You know, college hoops underway. Kind of there. There are like multiple touch points where it's like the start of the season. There's a lot of hand wringing last week by like the purists, where it's like there's so many teams not playing. You know, D1 competition. We have 360 teams. And it's like, well, you know, I think a lot of people need preseason. Like the college football, they play FCS teams like all the time, right? And one FCS game for a 12 game season is 12 percent of your schedule. If they play one game out of 32 or 31, whatever you, whatever fuck it is, and you're playing a D, D2 school, is that really some skin off your ass? Like, I, I just, I didn't get it. But then today well, it doesn't, kind of, doesn't even count for the record, does it? I mean, it's it, just, I, it does, but it, it kind of, I think it does get thrown out when you look at like March Madness stuff. Yes. Yeah. You're right. It's sure. so it's, it's glorified preseason. You then have the, today is kind of a touch point or we're taping Tuesday night, but, with the Champions Classic, with Kentucky, Michigan State, Duke, Kansas, that's a touch point. Then you have Feast Week next week, where and that's a huge, you know, huge moment where it's like that's the that's the kickoff of college basketball. So, like, I guess, Mitch, you're you're a casual fan. You might throw on a Marquette game, you might throw on a Wisconsin game when when the Bucks aren't playing. But is there anything that college basketball could do to rope in that casual fan early? Or do you think that it's it's really just a let's let's talk after Christmas? I I mean it's a boring answer, but I I think college basketball is fine the way it is. Oh, I mean, okay. well, I get you know. I mean, sorry, it's just no, no, it's fine, no, it's great. Like, I mean, your point is they don't have to. They you know we don't have to change everything. Basically. No, I mean right. It's like okay, you know, teams can have a couple of cupcakes to start the year. It's fine. Then you get a, then you get a couple tournaments, you know, that where, you know, you build your, your early resume builders, which, you know, will count as if it's, you know, the most important win of the year, even though it was four months ago. That's um, another, that's another obvious take guy where it's like, you know, some team who wasn't that good. It's like, well, you know, they had that big win against right. Purdue or that big win against Illinois. Um, fucking well, like mid-November. I'll pick on Wisconsin. You know, they could, they could play, I don't know. Um, Kansas. They could play Kansas. I, well, I'm just trying to think of like some, you know. No, like they could play, play They could play Kansas next week. If they advance in the Battle of Atlantis, they could play Kansas. Well, they'll probably get their ass kicked. But, right. But, um, but what if they win? Like then you're going to use – everyone will use that the rest of the way. Well, I'm trying to think of like an example of like a, a team that we think is middling, um, I don't know, in, in college basketball. Like Wisconsin will play every year. They have you know, what do they have? The Big Ten ACC Challenge. Yeah. Wisconsin will play Clemson or something. Yeah. Um, typically, it's a little better competition than that for that. But you, you just work with me here. Yeah. It's no, Clemson okay. and yeah. and like, you know, um, you know maybe Clemson has a couple losses, but then they get hot for a while, and you know they end up being like a, I don't know, nineteen and twelve or something, and kind of a bubble team, and it's like. Well, Wisconsin, you know, that that's a nice win for the resume. And it's like, well, is it though? Like, I mean, and I could say Marquette there too. So yeah, that, you, don't need to, that, you don't need to giggle. But I'm not I mean, <laughs> listen, listen, I'm not giggling. I might be I might be a little happy that my guys are up 34 to 32 against Purdue uh, at half right now, just playing their absolute dicks off. Uh eight, eight and a half point dogs. I had no idea what to expect. You know, it's first first road game for a uh, a very young team, but 
Yeah. Well, so far, my only my only sample of Purdue in this early season is playing the my Milwaukee Panthers, who are just an abysmal, abysmal, abysmal program coming from the worst conference in the country. That should just they should all be ashamed. You know what, um, Mitch? What's funny is Green Bay might be worse. Green Bay uh, is three fifty six on Kempom. There are three hundred and sixty teams in all of college basketball right now. Well, Milwaukee's what is, three twenty nine. 329. Oh, wow. So there's so Ken Palm is telling me that there's 30 teams that are worse than EWM. Yeah. I mean, that's that's true. And probably six of them are in the Horizon League. Uh, IUPUI is the worst team in basketball. And they, I believe, are in the Horizon. Like IUPUI stinks. Uh, they are they're not good. Uh, they the thing about IUPUI is they do stink. It's P, it's PU, you know, you get it. Yeah. But anyways, I, gotcha. yep. I, uh, <laughs> I, I hear what you're saying. Like, that's a very interesting take. Like that. I think you're on to something. Well, that it's just, it's we, like, we like, try, we try too hard to fix everything. And it's like, not everything needs to be fixed. Like today, conspiracy Florio was like, they need to review those face masking calls. Like they don't want to think that games are fixed. It's like, what the fuck? Like, how did you get from a, a missed call to, like, they're fixing the game? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we don't have to, you know, it's this is the college basketball season. Yeah, it's kind of weird that there are not those consistent, like, it, it's going to, they're going to be weird matchups all the time. It's, you know, the thing that college basketball has working against them is their season when a lot of the big games are is Saturday and Sunday. They can't really do that with having the college football and NFL. They just can't. It's it's really not possible. Later in the December, maybe, right? Um, but I think at the start, it's certainly kind of off the table. I guess the only thing I would like to see college basketball do is it during that time frame, like make Fridays a big fucking deal. Like why not? Right. Then you have like Fridays the big college basketball day. You have a couple of big matchups here and there. Then Saturdays are college football. Then Sundays are NFL. Like, it's just, I think it's a good viewing experience. I realize there's a lot of logistics to think about. But that would be the only thing that I'd really think about, like, maybe having that one dedicated day in the in the non-conference slate before, like, football is over to, like, really focus on, like, big games. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the thing is a lot of these um... – tournament preseason tournaments if you will the non-conference tournaments yep. and stuff like that they happen like over the holidays when like you know people probably aren't necessarily thinking about college basketball they're thinking about you know football on thanksgiving and you know maybe nba nfl on christmas or whatever and you know yeah the weekends too then throughout even when you get into the more conference schedule it's like you've got playoff football and until you know through january and then it's kind of like you know you shift your attention once the super bowl is done then to college then you start to get all your you start to look for your your bracket sleepers and stuff like that and it's just i don't know it's part of the natural the natural yeah. sports calendar it's just no, it's tough no you're for, right for people to, to get into to get into it and, it, and it's fine it's okay and, and to make matters worse for college basketball this year you have the you have the world cup you have you have to you have to deal with that. World Cup starts Sunday. Like you, you, the feast week, there's gonna be less attention paid. It's gonna be kind of an awesome time to work from home. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, the next few weeks are gonna be great. 
can flip on soccer, can flip on basketball. I God knowing I'll be busy because that's just how life works. And it's never, it's never fun, Mitch. You never can get it both ways. Right. Well, that's why they call it work, Charlie. Right. Exactly. But it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, it, that hurts college basketball a little bit too. So yeah, it will, but so yeah, but any, any quick world cup takes, I mean, we could do, we could do more after uh, the Wales game on Monday. Cause we'll probably, pod, I'm sure we'll, we'll find a time pod uh, next, next week during the holiday season, but any, uh, where's your confidence level with the USA? Uh, I'm not even positive who their group, who's in their group right now that you spot right, on me. So we got Wales, we got England. We have, oh, yeah. Actually, it's Iran. I have my sister-in-law's boyfriend's Iranian. I think it's Iran, so he probably kicked my ass uh, if I mispronounced that there. If you want to be specific, I believe it's Iran. Iran, but Iran, Iran. Wow. Yeah, that that was that was real. And Iran, yeah. Iran, Iran, so, so far, far away. So Wales is fairly booty. Um, yeah, England's Bale. obviously Gareth pretty Bale. good. Yeah, with, and you know, Iran is is nothing. I mean, they're right. they're probably the second best team in that group. Yeah, know? I mean. And I Wales think they, is Wales is pretty pretty comparable, but I still my, think the U.S. has more talent. From my limited knowledge of Middle Eastern soccer, I think there's a lot of parking the bus. Like I feel like it's all defense there. They don't play. They they really don't you know force the issue offensively. Yeah, it's, it's it's Floyd Mayweather. I mean, it's yeah, just yeah, exactly. Um, and they like hope to maybe get a goal or something like that at the end, but that's that's kind of it. They just park the bus, mm-hmm. and you know that with all like kind of the protest stuff going on with Iran right now. Um, I don't know if you're clued in on that. A lot of, a lot of people find, unfortunately, really actually sad stuff, but you know, their government does not want them to lose to the United States. Like that's a, that's a no go. Like that's, that's, that's a hot seat. If you're losing to the United States. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know. I I, just, I would I, I would I would hope that their government doesn't really care about what happens in a sport, but um, oh man, come on, soccer, soccer. It's in it's in the Middle East too. It's in Qatar, like which yeah. I mean that um, I, I I can't imagine going. Like I know there are people who are doing it, and good for them, and God bless them. But you're staying in like sleeping pods. I think the government can track your phone. You can't drink beer. You can't get drunk. Can't have sex. Like what the fuck? Like what? Yeah. What is that? What's left? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's. You can't even jerk off. I don't know. <laughs> that's you the... clean. You even clean the sand out of your pipes. Like you, you know, what, what? What is that even allowed? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I I hope I don't have to experience it. Yeah, yeah. No, you and me, buddy. We're. I don't think we're we're booking a uh, guys trip out to the Middle East anytime soon. No, probably not. All right. Anything else? Anything else for people before we uh, we wind out? Uh, this Pelicans Grizzlies game is pretty pretty intense. And, oh uh, yeah, I I uh, I stayed away from that one because this no no one was playing. Actually, had I known Jared Jackson was playing, I I knew it after I was kind of was doing my doing my research. I would have probably went Grizzlies uh, plus the three or plus the four, but I I passed. Uh, who's not? Who's I, who's not playing here? Uh, Zion's not playing. Desmond Baines oh, hurt. Well, he's uh, never playing. Yeah. So okay, so it's those two guys. All right. I mean, that's yeah. true. Those guys that's, aren't playing. But that, that's one of those where it's just like when you're kind of looking over games, looking over lines. You're like, all right, yeah, I don't, I don't have an opinion here. Nets Kings tonight should be actually pretty solid. And Nets have been playing really well since uh, the hiring of Jock Vaughn. 
Yeah. Hate to we'll see, see. Uh, hate to see our boys Shams and Woj get something wrong about Emmy Udoka. Just sad to see them get a story wrong. Um, did know, they get it wrong, or did the Nets back out? Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, Nets probably backed out. Um, the Nets probably backed out until next year. Probably like fingers crossed, and are like, all right, yeah, we'll we'll be back. We'll have this conversation again. We'll slip this under the rug in the middle of summer, and then Ma is our coach. Right. Yeah. Unless probably. something. Unless something bad comes out. Unless we got like a Josh Primo situation on our hands. Right. Yeah. So. I just think that there was some backlash and they probably were, you know. And and again, that's just insiders saying they're expected to name him the next coach. And then obviously everybody runs with it like it's set in stone when the yep. dude's like suspended or whatever. So Right. Maybe it was a trial balloon. Who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll have to see. But we'll likely be back next week. Thanksgiving week's always tough. But now that I'm not working retail, it's a little less tough. Um, but it may be back next week, 485, uh, which we'll get fired up for. Uh, we'll have obviously a lot to talk about. Maybe do a little hot stove. We almost did some hot stove today. There's a nightmare scenario potentially brewing for the Brewers. Um, happy to see Bryce Trang and Abner uh, Uribe on the roster. Abner Uribe, keep your eyes out for that guy. Uh, just throws gas. But uh, that's here nor there. And uh, we'll uh, – We'll chat with y'all next week. Tech Jam's back tomorrow. Shannon and I will uh, be doing doing our thing, um, which will be great. Nice. And yeah, it's uh, been a while. We're kind of taping now, not necessarily every other week, but when Shannon has a big week, um, kind of just, you know, a little partnership here. So it's uh, maybe a little more frequent, maybe a little less frequent. Who knows? Uh, but make sure you'll uh, go out and see him this weekend, wherever he may be, um, which we'll talk about tomorrow. Sounds good. Peace. All right, see you. Peace.